This is the noob. And this is Solo. And we're back again after a very long absence. Very long. I've, obviously, the world has been falling apart. But we're back to talk anime and talk about a long, elusive series that we have had many, many months to watch at this point. Yeah, we promised we as... covered almost a year ago. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we're we have committed. We're back, back on schedule in a way, and we're doing Elfin Light today. This is episode number eleven, and yeah, so we're back, and I guess we'll just jump right into it unless you have anything else to say. No, no. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll wait. Um, save all my comments for when we get into it. If you want to okay. just go into the introduction. Yeah, so Elfin Light, it's a show that I love, but basically an introduction to the series and what it's about. So what we're covering today is the anime. So the anime was originally broadcast back in good old 2004. So this is a very... Is this the oldest series that we've covered up till now? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, I don't, I don't know how most old, of the high, high school of Dead was probably like the oldest up to this point. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember when that one was, but this is definitely like pretty old. This is actually one of the older series that I've watched. Um, but basically, the show came out in 2004. It was based off a manga of the same name that ran a few years earlier. Um, and the, overall, the show, the biggest thing. The note about just the introduction to it is that this manga adaptation actually wasn't completed when they did the first season of the show or the only season of this show. So the ending is actually anime only. So that is one big thing to note. And we'll kind of get into that more later. I, I want to try to minimize the manga spoilers for people just in case they've only seen the anime and might want to read the manga. We'll talk about it probably near the later half of the show. But overall, I'm going to jump into the summary now and just talk about what the story is about. So the story starts with Lucy, who is the main character. She is born with a set of horns and a magical telekinesic power of hands called Vectors. And she's a dangerous threat. She's captured, and the story really starts when she breaks out of this imprisonment and loses her memory effectively by getting shot in the head, at which point she's introduced to the character of Coda and his cousin. And that's kind of where the story picks off. Um, so, yeah. So this is the first time that you're actually seeing the show. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is Noob's first time checking it out. I've seen the show many, many times. And just jumping into the overall impression... This show to me is one of the first like major introductions to like really dark theme anime that I probably saw. I had seen some shows before this that were kind of on the edge of like going dark. Like I'd seen I think Helsing before this was probably maybe like the first like darker show I watched outside of like Toonami stuff and whatever else I could get my hands hold of. This show actually I got my hands on like a flash drive like just randomly one day i don't even remember where i got it <laughs> like it was just one of those things like 
I would just like download files and like of random anime shows and just try to like find something that's interesting. And this is one of the shows I ended up getting my hands on. So, um, but overall, I enjoy this, the story. Obviously, that's why I decided to cover this one. I think it's worth talking about. A lot of people do criticize this show a lot, especially in modern times. They say this anime is an edgelord anime that is actually only for, like, it's only violent and sexual for the sake of being violent and sexual. And I I strongly disagree with that. And I I do still think it relatively holds up today in some ways. But obviously, it wasn't a perfect show when it came out. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot more of that going forward. But overall... Noob, what 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 is your impressions here? Um, my impressions of the show is uh, I uh, I maybe I uh, <laughs> didn't think it was like uh as good as maybe you probably did, but I thought it was a good show overall though. Um, I thought yeah, like it. There were times where it just seemed like it was kind of just trying to be edgy, but it 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 overall like I I think it like it it it. It treated like the the audience like they were intelligent. Um, I didn't feel like at any point that I was just getting fed gore and violence just to keep my attention. Um, I felt like it the story justified it with where it was going. So overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. Yeah, I mean that's obviously what I feel too, and. Honestly, there's just a lot to talk about. I don't even really know where to start. I mean, with the story, it's kind of complicated. I'm going to ask you simply, do you get the story? Did you understand? As a person who's only watched the anime, my biggest complaint with this show when I first watched it is I didn't understand, like, the major, like, the point of it. Like, where where everything was going, what the what the objective of the villains were. I didn't fully grasp that. And I did watch this at a younger age too. But even with that in mind, like I still didn't fully grasp it until I read the manga later on. And then it makes the anime, I think it enhances it and just kind of gives you an idea of what the story was supposed to be telling. <laughs> so what what is your opinions on that? I, I kind of sort of got this story. Um, I, I like the, at least the, like uh the the like the the two main uh like uh characters i guess lucy and uh coda i kind of got like their story uh the the background and i one thing about this show in particular i don't know if this could either be viewed as like kind of a a a, a positive for the show or a negative for the show depending on how you look at it but every single character's story was just tragic like every character in this, uh, uh, well, almost every character had just like such a tragic background, uh, and that was yeah. like one thing too I noticed with the Definitely. show was like, uh, did you ever feel like there was times where you were watching this and like, uh, like you just noticed that every other character outside of the main cast was just like comically evil? I, I like I, I it was it was something that I really think I would have appreciated more back when it first came out um, because it would have probably been you know maybe a little bit uh, like more like uh, like it, it would have probably stood out a little bit more back then but like it just looking at it like today um, and this is not me saying that it was bad or anything it's just kind of like yeah, there was times where I noticed like characters would be 
like other characters uh, outside of the, the the main characters, whenever you were looking at their backstories and stuff, other characters in their backstories were just overly villainous. Especially like some of them were kids, and I'm like, wow, these everybody yeah, in the show is evil. So, <laughs> which I mean, we could, we could, I mean, we could talk about that. I mean, the the kids in the show definitely that that scene uh, definitely is pretty traumatizing when they you're talking about when they beat the dog to death, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's probably like, one of the most iconic scenes of the show. That's kind of like one of the ones that the show is kind of known for, and it's it is really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I'm really, like, really well, what was up. really messed up is like the entire class was just nothing but like like just totally evil human beings. I and but yeah. like I, I I think they were doing that to make the character the main characters more sympathetic. But then I was like, man, like everybody in this world is evil. It's like like you know, yeah, the the main characters are like you know, the, like uh, are the way they are because of how evil like every other character in the show is. But yeah, yeah, I mean that those themes are really strongly present in the show. Obviously, the way I mean, kids are cruel, honestly, just in the real world. But in the show, definitely, they really emphasize like how cruel they can be. Even the betrayal of her friend in the whole that whole scene of like, not only does that happen, you know, her friend that she thought was her friend betrays her in that moment. And uh, that's really traumatizing for anyone. <laughs> yeah. So, which, which, of course, they do that on purpose. I mean, the whole point of this show and kind of just like the what it's trying to aim for is obviously it's a tale of like, you know, oppression and prejudice and, you know, just the cruelty of humanity itself and how humanity values itself over other living creatures. And that's what that scene kind of represents because her species and what she is, she's technically a different creature. And like that scene is kind of like a breaking point for her as a character because it shows that humans are needlessly cruel to creatures that are not human as they mercilessly beat the dog to death. And she's basically the dog in that metaphor, if you will. And that is a reality. I mean, there are yeah. sick bastard kids that do shit like that. Some, yeah. some people uh, find joy like, in that. I and, mean, but uh, like, I, I never thought it was like, I, 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 what, what kind of like made it kind of really stand out to me. And the reason why I bring it up is like the entire class was like irredeemable. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I and then you know like you know I, I could see why you know I guess they were you know trying to like just portray early on that yeah she learned early on that she just can't trust anybody and that's why she became the way she is. But I mean that that for one thing that kind of stuck out to me and then I remember like uh what was uh what was the the like uh the the homeless girl's name uh, Mayu right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, her backstory, too. Like, you know, you see just a bunch of evil people unwilling. I mean, there, there was, like, I think, like, one lady that was, like, looking out for her, But, like, everybody else was, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, abusive and stuff. And, like, yeah, it, it, that, seemed, it just seemed a... like every every character you look at their background and they... Uh, I I I think this this is both a good thing and that it it really was a way of them being able to emphasize uh, how uh, how these characters like developed uh, into like uh, like to the way they grew up to be 
uh, a really I mean like they had to, they had like 12 episodes to do that in so like for them to be able to do this like not over a longer course of time but in like a 12 episode thing I think that was uh probably something that was necessary but yeah, uh, I'm not sure if that was done like like that in a manga. Um, you know, well, there are 13 episodes of this plus an OVA, yeah. which Noob did not watch the OVA, which we can talk a little bit about. The OVA is pretty important, but I'll talk about that a little bit more. Right. I just want to talk more about the kind of characters here. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, the theme is very clear here. I mean, the whole point is like. Every character is supposed to have a bad relationship with humanity, and you're supposed to kind of root for Lucy, in a sense, and root for kind of the negative characters. But the thing is, humans suck ass in this world, too. So, I don't know. Like, who's the villain of this show, from what what you've seen? Who would you say is the villain? Uh... You know, I would say it was, like, uh, that, that entire uh, organization that was, um, like, that had Lucy imprisoned um at, at the beginning of the show to begin with yeah so do you know what the goal of the organization is uh they were trying to like basically turn like like well basically like uh like start a new race of people just like lucy and like just wipe out humanity right unless i, I misunderstood that no yeah. you pretty much got it i mean yeah. it's kind of now like the backstory behind that is not fully elaborated in the anime um to what that means so. i mean honestly <laughs> like like honestly the goals of that organization like really i mean you, uh, it really didn't matter for me as far as my enjoyment of the show like uh um like what 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 got me like immersed into the show was like uh i mean i i would say like you know these characters meeting uh up together and like you know just the fact that you knew that this organization was against them and you know you were rooting for them um, but I didn't really, I need, uh, the whole background organization because it didn't feel like it was entirely too relevant to the actual individual stories of the characters throughout the show. Um, at least not for me because like, I, I didn't really like bother like trying to understand too much what the, the actual like, like deep motivations of that organization were. I just knew yeah. that they were after Lucy. Um, and like, um, Coda, uh, didn't want Lucy to get caught. He was going to do anything he could to protect her. So that was like all I really needed to know to really like immerse myself into the show personally. But, yeah. And the, the, the anime for what it is, it does do a good job of kind of not fully elaborating on the story, but it does make it where you can follow certain things about it. Um, which kind of brings me to something I did want to quickly mention here. I did run a poll on Reddit, on the official Elfenlied Reddit, about this, asking kind of which, for the first time viewer, what they would recommend for someone to watch. 33 people, 33 people said anime and 20 people said manga. So pretty split kind of people kind of dividing opinion on this. So like, a lot of people say the anime is kind of like one guy comments here that the anime is much more epic, but the manga is the complete story. So it's kind of like, do you just want something that's like really action heavy, but it doesn't have a complete story? Or would you rather just have kind of a complete story, but obviously it's less dra dramatized in a way? Because one of the big things about the anime, of course, 
you get to see the animation, which for the time, the animation is pretty good. I mean, and the depictions and the, the gore, I mean, it's pretty... It's. I don't think it was ever done like without taste. I think the only people that were ever offended by the show are complete pussies. And, yeah. Because uh, it's really not that bad. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely the worst probably thing I saw at the time, but it's definitely not even close to the worst shit I've seen now. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I I will say this: my I I haven't read the manga, so like this is kind of me being biased more toward the anime. But I think one thing that made this anime like really stick with me like long after i watched it was uh the soundtrack um yeah the soundtrack is the single best thing about the show the reason yeah. i remember this show so fondly is because i listened to the soundtrack to this day it has definitely for what it is the soundtrack is actually way yeah. better I than mean, it, it and, ought uh, to be <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I bring up the soundtrack too because, like, you know, that's one thing that you have with the anime versus manga on any show. And I'll, I think on like almost every other show we've covered up to this point, with the exception of Charlotte and Angel Beats, like the soundtrack is not something I mentioned as like something that stood out for me. Um, but in this show, like, yeah, uh, like the sa- if, if it wasn't for that soundtrack, I don't know if like, uh, the show would have had the same impact for me. So, like, the manga, for me, I don't know, but I guess the manga, like, has, like, more more story and stuff. I I don't know if it would have enhanced my experience to have, like, um, more story, but uh, less of what was actually, you know, ma- like, you know, getting me more immersed to begin with. So, it, yeah. it depends on what, what all was there in that, in the story in a manga that, like, may have like uh added to uh my understanding and uh immersion in the show but just from, from a bias on um uh, like a anime noob uh oh just watching the anime for the show and not reading the manga I, w- I would say like yeah that soundtrack uh from the time the show started um along with just the opening in general which was j- the opening for the show is freaking amazing um yeah that- definitely one of my favorite opening ever i mean it's playing the song lilium which is basically a phenomenal so yeah yeah so like that for me it's like uh that's something that like manga readers like uh, like oh uh, like when you're when you're getting that anime adaptation you do look forward to that seeing how like they use the audio visual medium to further enhance uh like the manga and in some cases i i do think um like you know from like you know a few of the cases where I have read the manga and watched the show, I, I will say, yeah, um, like one is probably better than the other. But in this case, I'm not even I'm not even sure if like if I went into the manga and got more story, if it would have caused me to enjoy the story more. Because honestly, at least from the guy who just watched the show, like and you know the villains, even if you do have more of an understanding of what their actual plot is and their end game was, um. Really, at the end of the day, like for me, it was all about Lucy and Coda and like you know uh, the the other main characters and stuff. Yeah, I I agree with you about everything you said. I mean, for me, the soundtrack alone does. I mean, that's like the whole heart of the show. I mean, the soundtrack is it's really amazing because it just got it guides you through the emotions of the show. Like when you're supposed to feel certain emotions. I mean, sure, there's certain scenes that obviously still exist in the manga, like the traumatic scenes and stuff like that. 
but just the way the music like ties everything together it's very important in, in a lot of things i mean even if it's subconscious i mean i once wrote a paper about the importance of music and like in the subconscious of enjoyment of things because music is kind of like something that if it's really good then you might not even notice how much it's impacting you um and that it's just kind of seamless with the experience and like the best movies, the best video games, the best anime all just has it seamlessly in the background where it kind of can emotionally manipulate you to feel certain ways, even if what you're watching won't necessarily do that. So this show definitely really intensifies the emotions of pretty much everything, even the grandiose of things like obviously like the choir chanting and things like that. Like it's kind of just, uh, in the human conscious, it's kind of like tied to kind of like mysterious and like powerful. So like to have that like in accompaniment with like the fighting scenes and just like the really dramatic scenes, it really adds a lot. And honestly, you know, that's one of my favorite aspects of the show. And it's something that of all the things in the show, it's something that I still do listen to. I mean, it's just yeah. a good soundtrack overall. Uh, but yeah, and then as far as the story and the themes, I mean, I like the story. Some people criticize it for being kind of bland and basic. Like, they're like, oh, okay, so the story is that she loses her memory, that cliche of losing her memory, and then... Well, it, it's... Shit, I, I, I honestly... And then well, she kills it's, them, it's not even, it's that's, that's, that's one thing, too, though, that memory thing. Like, it's not... A, I, I don't even... Um, maybe... Uh, um, not really with her, but uh, especially like, but like I know at least with Coda, Coda lost his memory too. But then you realize that he he had this experience that he went through when he was younger from losing his family and stuff was so traumatic that he like uh, subconsciously repressed it. Uh, yeah. and like so, mem the, the the whole memory thing is actually I think central to like the whole theme of the show is like, um, like how 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 your memory affects you and um what I mean cuz the thing is even in the show like L Lucy um didn't have uh um like uh like when she when she became new she lost all of her uh like memories like that she had even of being Lucy uh like yeah. as an adult and stuff so like the the whole mem like memory thing and how how like uh like memory could uh like you know like memory or a lack thereof could like uh cause uh, like affect how you relate to somebody because if it like the whole plot of the show would never have happened if Coda had not had ever like uh gone through that traumatic event that caused him to suppress his memories because I don't yeah, think and yeah, that, like and and that's kind of the thing is like the way it all plays together obviously the intro they're fated to kind of like they i mean they fate to meet each other again in the first place and then like they both happen to meet each other when they both forgot each other even existed so i mean that that is very i think it's well done it's not yeah as generic as other just you know memory loss stories but <laughs> it definitely uh ties in well um what do you think of that reveal though so late in the series do you think that was good or bad that they don't reveal like well they hint at he knew knowing her and we know but him fully realizing that she she killed his sister like do you 
think that was a good reveal that they waited that long because it's i believe in the second to last episode that you find that I, out. I, yeah um i think that was good the way they handled that because um it it, it really it really did bring up like uh this this like uh this dynamic where you realize that he uh he well he realized that like yeah i i I um I uh I have um maybe not like necessarily romantic feelings, but I do have like you know this like this relationship that I want to maintain uh with uh uh Lucy slash New, but I also can't forgive the fact that she uh, murdered my parents. But um she is she even the same person? That's another thing too that this show kind of touches on. Like if you lose your memories of like something terrible you did in the past, are you? Should you still be held accountable for that? Um, I and that's that's one thing too. Where like even by the end of the show, it just kind of leaves that that lingering uh, question. At least, uh, like in the viewer's mind, like um, is it like if 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 somebody like yo like if you were in this his situation where Lucy like killed your family when you were younger uh, and you suppressed it for a long time. And then you end up like have like you know like you know becoming like really good friends with her later on like yeah to the point where yeah I, I don't even know if their relationship was like romantic I don't it seemed more like at times between either a brother slash sister type relationship or maybe even a father daughter relationship the way with it was who? with new mm-hmm. oh well yeah like you know when Lucy goes completely like you know cuckoo and stuff uh, so uh yeah it, it 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 kept me it kept me watching i'll say that much it kept me watching because i uh, i wanted to know what uh, how he was going to react once all of this kind of like came back to him i honestly don't know i mean if if i had gone through air, like air, that entire situation that he went through i, I don't know how i could have i would have reacted um and yeah. I don't even know if you could entirely blame Lucy for everything that happened because, uh, like, I mean, like I said earlier, like everybody was just like, like the on the bad end of a lot of just terrible people and bad experiences, like throughout their entire lives in this show. And at what point do you just like, uh, just completely shut off, like you know, yourself from the world and you know? Just say, uh, screw humanity in general. Yeah, and that's... I mean, the whole point of the show is just basically fuck humanity, and uh, every every character, like, their entire species, like, the the, the di- Diclinus or whatever, I've never been able to pronounce it. Neither have I. Their entire species is basically you know, the whole plot originally is that their species is attempted to be wiped out and like what their species is and what it means, which again, the manga explains more of like all of that, which is the stuff I was really interested in versus the anime. The anime just basically says they're here, they're a thing and that's it. And that's all, you know, and the only thing you know is Lucy is the one true of the race. And then everyone else are kind of like spawns of her race. And that that's really the only information they give you. And just kind of where the plot goes with that is kind of interesting. I mean, the first few episodes for me were pretty generic of just her being obviously 
chased down by assassins and they they thought the assassins without being informed about the situation were going to take her out i think that was kind of stupid <laughs> like, <laughs> that was incredibly stupid oh like, man they got slaughtered like, yeah they're like okay we're just going to send an elite team of people to go after something without giving them any type of brief on like what they're going against and that's going to work out um, wow and it, it was it was it was kind of hilarious to watch so yeah, and I mean that 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 guy's character, uh, Bando or whatever, like yeah, uh, he's kind of just whatever. I mean, the thing is, there's not for me, there's not really too many like pure villains in the show. I mean, obviously, the biggest battle are between like the people of the races, like the different characters that have those powers, and those are really where the main conflict arises. Like all the other people, the scientists and things like that, they're just kind of there to facilitate the whole process um like yeah so i mean what what was your opinions on we talked a little bit about koda obviously koda's koda what about his cousin yuka what do you think of her well i i have i feel like we've talked before about the whole incest thing with anime yeah the incest (laughs) thing your cousin i mean oh that's why I wanted to say, like, let's just we'll talk about it. Let's how how do you feel? I, I mean, who, what? So who's who, who do you pair? Who do you pair in the show? Koda and Lucy, I, Koda and Yuka. That's that's a tough one. That is really tough hmm. one. Like, hmm. I I um uh, I'm I don't know. I'm gonna say say this. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I would like I, I think Yuka is a good character. Um But they're cousins. That's the Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, they're cousins. And then Lucy yeah. Lucy is also a good character, but she kind of murdered murdered his entire family. Uh, and true, uh, true. <laughs> he's kind um, of uh he doesn't he's not really left with many options here. Yeah. I think maybe maybe he should just get his memory completely wiped permanently and then Lucy would be a perfect <laughs> choice for him. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. But um, I, I I did like Yuka as a character. Um I saw some stuff yeah. online where people were talking about like she's bland or something like that. I, I didn't really yeah. see that. I well, I felt like she's she, was, she was more she's like kind a, of worthless. Hmm? I mean she's got she's kind of worthless. I think she was a pretty good character. I I don't think she was as good as Lucy. I mean, she was definitely nowhere near as developed as developed throughout the story as Lucy. But when she was on screen, it didn't really appear like she was just a background character. It felt like she was present. So, yeah, I just she was kind of like the mom of the little family they ended up developing. Um, and speaking of that family, do you like Mayu, the little homeless girl? I I don't think she really adds too much. She's just kind of like another character that's there as like a set piece almost. I think they could have done more with that character in general, but she's just, like especially since they end up with her and um Nana um what well, so, um Mayu does was there as more of a a plot device than yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, they kind of just her character is to set up obviously the cruelty of humanity, and then having a, a younger girl, and like kind of just the parallels between that. And other than that, she doesn't really do much. And then, um, yeah, she's just kind of there. 
Yeah. I honestly didn't remember much about her by the t- by the end. Yeah, uh, she's not she's not like critical at all. I um, mean, she has a tragic backstory, so I I, I definitely remember her backstory, but I don't remember yeah. what she actually did in the plot. She's just basically a friend for uh, Nana or Nana. Yeah, and that's pretty much. <laughs> What what her role is? Nana, later on. I I like Nana as a character. Like, yeah. So, what did you think of uh, the whole concept of her character? It was it was it was definitely something that I wanted to know more about. And the more I found out about her, the the more intrigued I was. Like, from from her her development standpoint, stuff. She she definitely. I mean, she's another one of those like tragic semi-tragic backstories um she didn't realize she had a tragic backstory though it's like she may have thought that she had a happy backstory but well really a lot of the the characters that were there that were being experimented experimented on they didn't really fully understand like what it meant so like her character honestly of all the characters probably i mean she kind of ends up the best, I guess. I mean, besides getting completely obliterated at one point, but I mean, she uh, she like gets out at least, you know. Yeah, and gets and gets to live. That's saying something. Did you? I mean, within you, within uh, this anime, like by the fourth episode, I didn't expect this to have anywhere near a good ending for anybody. Because by the fourth or fifth episode, I was like, yeah. Everybody's doomed. I I thought that this was going to be like you know one of those neon Genesis Evangelion type of endings where like literally everybody's uh, everybody gets screwed. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I was thankful for that. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, uh, Kurama, the doctor? The, basically, I guess the closest thing to the villain that we actually see in the anime. Well, kind he, of. He really wasn't the villain though. Mm, yeah, he he kind of was, and he's kind of like a victim of it by happenstance, but he definitely is the main antagonist of Lucy for at least the anime. It it felt like his boss was like more the main antagonist, and well, he yeah, was he, he, his main just... boss is the true enemy of the show for sure. But obviously, it's like well especially in the manga but like overall this is his like master plan but in the anime of the story we get then i mean it's basically him i mean he's like the one that's going after her he's the one that's like has this vendetta against the creatures he's the one that's being like kind of like manipulated so but he's also a victim and everything did you did you did you like the whole backstory of like him and his daughter, and what that meant for the story. Yes, um, I feel I, I did uh, feel some sympathy for him and his daughter, and especially the way he he chooses to go out. I I feel like they 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 uh, they did a pretty good job uh, with his whole arc. Did you understand the backstory with him and Marco and, like, how that came to be? 
So I found that a little confusing the first time I watched it. I uh I was a little confused by it. I understood that ultimately he just wanted to save his daughter. And he was willing to do whatever he needed to to do that. So Yeah, but I mean, do you do you think the whole concept of like being able to spread the virus and how it was spread to him, like do you do you like that whole that's the way that it's spread. <laughs> Did you? I was kind of confused by that. So. Yeah, and like uh, the character, the character that does all of that, number three. Like, did you get that? Because that—that's something I was really confused about. So at first, when I saw that scene, I thought I thought it was like a, I thought it was like Lucy at first, and it really confused me and threw me off. Um, number three was that the girl in the wheelchair you're talking about? No, Actually, number no, three no. Is the... uh, like his daughter was the one in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, that's M- Marco or Mark. I don't know how to say her name. I don't know how to say any names, but yeah, that was her. Um, number three is the one that basically gave him the virus, which then caused him to have Marco, like the one in the flashback. I did not remember that until just now. I'm gonna be real with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's like the she's the character that's like in prison there. That's kind of she's the one who starts the series. Because the thing is, before that, like they had them imprisoned, like the the creatures that they found, they imprisoned as many as they could. And they were running experiments on them. But before that, they didn't necessarily know how the creatures were being created, um, or how they they were being born. But then what happens is that character escapes and kills some people and then she runs into him and then she curse like, basically spreads the virus to him and then he then has a daughter that also is born like that. Thus giving them the idea that, okay, that, that there's a being, that the virus can be spread through these beings and then later it leads to the, the discovery of Lucy being a, a character, being the queen of them and stuff like that. And how was it that Lucy was the queen of them? So, basically, I mean, Lucy was the only one of all of them that wasn't sterile. So, like, the difference between Lucy and the other characters. The other characters that have the powers, they're all sterile. So the only way they can be born is by being basically infected by the virus by a living one and once once the male is infected by the virus when he has sex with the female they will have the basically it's kind of like an imperfect version of the creature because it's sterile like none of the other females can ever reproduce the only way they can kind of do it is by spreading the virus manually to the next host in a way so uh lucy i mean like none of them can like really pass the virus to a female, like they have to pass it to the male, and then a the male gets a female pregnant, and then in she in, a, in a sense, so like the difference, Lucy is the queen because Lucy can reproduce with a human, and another thing is the lifespans of the other ones is much shorter. So like Nana, for example, she's actually only like five or six years old, even though she has the appearance of like a sixteen year old, because the rate at which they grow is much more much faster, and their lifespans are much shorter. And, um, yeah, that's basically 
how that works. So they're like kind of imperfect versions of the other one and they can't reproduce. Yeah, they're imperfect versions of Lucy. Lucy's the only like pure breed and the only way that they could in theory like what the, what the main objective originally was is to use her to then impregnate her to then give birth to other like pure uh you know creatures basically. And if that happened then they they would she would be able to give birth to multiple of them and then they would be able to spread the virus quicker and so forth. And they live regular lifespans too. Yeah. A, a lot of that went completely over my head when I was well, watching the show. A, lo- so. a lot of it is subtly hinted at and a lot of it is fully elaborated. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I do feel like the anime may have went over it, but it was like you're you're what, they, getting a lot they, of stuff they, all at once yeah. and the, the, the they, important stuff stuck with me, which was like the characters, what was going on with them and the organization was chasing him. Uh, Bando was an idiot. I got yeah. all of that. Yeah, was... and so kind of with that, I mean, at this point, I guess, if you want, we can kind of talk more kind of manga and like how it relates to like what the actual story is here. Because I think we kind of, we went over the characters a little bit and we've kind of gone an overview of at least the main characters. I mean, there's really not that many characters in this show, to be honest. Like, it's kind of a small cast, and a lot happens. Like, there's a few set-out scenes, but the story is just, it's very condensed, you know? And, like, there's certain points that are a little bit confusing, but the manga, like, elaborates on a lot of it, and it, it fully kind of explains certain things. So, like, if you want, I can go over that. Yeah, let's, let's uh, talk about the differences between the manga and the show. Yeah, so basically, at this point, if you haven't read the manga and you want to read the manga, I'd read the manga, but I'm kind of just going to just lay it all out here, and then we'll talk about the differences and endings and stuff like that, and, you know, we'll go from there. So basically, the major differences, like, well, the major difference, obviously, is the length of the anime versus the manga. The anime came out before the manga was finished, thus they have completely different endings, and the manga is... The anime ends at, like, probably, like, maybe, like, the 60-70% mark of the manga, so it's not even close to the same ending. Like, it's completely different. Um, So, for example, like, the Doctor character. That bridge scene does happen in the manga, but he doesn't die there. So, and he he lives on, and they continue the plan, and the story continues from there. Um, And then... The motives of like the main. Like I feel like if he had a lived after that bridge scene, it would have destroyed like that scene. Yeah, yeah, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But basically, what I wanted to establish is the chief guy who's the main villain. Like, so the whole point of the show is the chief guy. He basically they're from a clan of people that are basically kind of just like cultists right so and their clan has like this bone deformality where they kind of like get horns on their heads so you might have remembered briefly he actually his son is killed early in the series and he kind of has like these weird horns in his head right but they're completely different than lucy's horns you remember that scene yeah i thought they were the same no so let me explain explain that so 
he and his father both have these horns, but that is actually just a genetic thing with their clan. They're actually not even the same species. They're actually just humans that have this bone deformity. But the thing is, their clan, um, the origin of their clan and what their clan was. So back in like the medieval times of this world, their clan was actually the inspiration of what is the like the one of the demon spirits in like Japan culture. So like a demon incarnate and their clan kind of worshiped this concept and uh, original members of their clan were supposedly inherited the power of like demons and things like that. But those, that clan was slowly hunted down over time until their clan was virtually nothing. And then for generations, they kind of just became in like embedded with humans. And I guess eventually they just became humans and their, their clan lineage died if they actually did come from that species. But the whole, some of the show starts with Lucy's mom. So Lucy's mom, she wasn't necessarily related to that clan. She maybe like in lineage, there was some tiebacks to the clan or something like that, but she basically develops a genetic modifier. So her mother actually gives birth to Lucy and then Lucy is the first queen. So she's the first true of this species ever to be born. And then once the spread of Lucy was, once Lucy was alive and grown, then the virus started to be spread based on people Lucy interacted with and things of this nature. And that's kind of where the chief guy who had been his whole life trying to restore the lineage of his clan, trying to unlock like the secret of what the clan left and like what the power was. His plan literally was to just restore the species of his clan and cleanse humans and let it be ruled by like these demon creatures. And that's his motive. So basically he sets up shop. A, a place and then he starts kidnapping these creatures and then that number three character like kind of gives him a hint of like how this is being spread and then it all ties back into Lucy and they find Lucy thus the plot begins and of course none of that is really <laughs> explained in the anime in like I, I, I was about way. to say I missed a huge plot point no <laughs> none of that none of that is explained like at all in the anime but of course they didn't really have time to elaborate on things but that that is kind of like what the show is about so the the chief guy that was his plan that's kind of like the whole thing is he's trying to do that and lucy is kind of the key to doing that and then that's that's what i why everything happens and then pretty much kind of the anime and the manga pretty similar there's a couple characters we don't meet until like the midway point, and it's pretty similar up to that. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on before kind of going further with the differences in the endings is the OVA. So the OVA is a pretty important OVA. You should have definitely watched it. I, I should have reminded you to watch it. Um, but the OVA kind of explains why Lucy doesn't want to kill uh, the doctor. I don't know if you noticed or not, but the show could have ended very easily if she just killed him at the very beginning when she was breaking out of prison. Why doesn't she want to kill him? So basically what the OVA explains is a little bit of her backstory of when she got captured, um, which is just kind of interesting. So basically Lucy, after the whole stuff with Coda, she's on her own for like, I think five years afterwards, just kind of wandering around and doing things and she makes a new friend and she has like a good relationship with a friend but eventually they catch on to her and uh karama's there and 
they end up assaulting her and she wants to sacrifice herself for her friend, but her friend gets critically injured. And then what happens is she agrees to turn herself in if they save her friend. So that's how Lucy ends up getting captured is because she doesn't want her friend to die. So again, another instance of like, even though humanity's cruel, she's kind of being above humanity and it kind of really adds to her character of why her character behaves the way she does in her relationship with him. So it really is important. It really should have been an episode in the show. Honestly, it's kind of stupid to have it as an OVA, but regardless of that, what happens is from there, like they go to the Institute and then Karama tells her that, Hey, she's dead. And then once Lucy learns that, she vows that she will never kill him because she's going to kill everyone that he's ever loved instead. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't... <laughs> so, pretty it, important. It is pretty important. I, I feel like that should have been in the anime. It was in the anime. It was an OVA. That so, that brings up a a whole list but, of other things to talk about another day. Yeah. But, so, but yeah. So, I mean, yeah. A whole a whole conversation about OVAs, kind of. I mean, that's like a major plot point to me. Yeah, like, because like <laughs> I, I think I think the last <laughs> last time we covered an anime where uh, you uh, I missed out on some OVA that uh, you. You you wanted me to watch was like High School of the Dead, but I went yeah. back and watched that, and it didn't really affect the uh, well, understanding of the gave, plot in the show. It kind of uh, gave it an alternate ending, though. Yeah, a more more of yeah, like but, at least you know like they're at the island. And yeah, but yeah, over. but what you just described with this OVA is like kind of crucial to the plot. Well, I mean, we're gonna watch Attack on Titan, but Attack on Titan has some pretty crucial OVAs too. Uh, there's like, there's like, it's a common thing in anime. Maybe we could talk a whole discussion on like when, when it should be like, which obviously it's an OVA. So like it adds to the story and like in the manga, like that event is hinted at, but the OVA just kind of fully plays it out. So, and that, that's just really interesting. And for me, as someone who likes, you know, canon manga to anime stuff, sometimes an OVA can be of such a high quality that it explains like details or puts things together in such a way that I don't have a problem with it possibly being put into the series, even if it's not canon, like to the exact manga. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's like, a whole I, I, I agree oh. with that completely. Cause, cause there's, there's, cause, there's like certain OVAs that even if uh, they weren't like uh canon officially, or uh, even if they weren't absolutely vital to the plot, I felt like, they made enough sense, and they uh, they enhanced the main plot enough that they should yeah. just be like retroactively canonized. Yeah, so. and and that makes sense. And obviously, like the rules and like why you should and shouldn't do that—that's debatable. But regardless, with this one, obviously, this isn't uh, one of the worst examples with anime in general because it's one of the sad animes that was so negatively effective by just the run times because like the manga only ended maybe like a year or two after the anime ended. So like they really could have waited to make the anime. It's just kind of like 
a bad timing thing because I guess the anime got greenlit and they did the anime, but the manga was only like maybe a not maybe not even two years, like a year and a half, I think, away from ending. So like big of a divide, but it's long enough that like the story is vastly. I, I yeah, I feel like different. the anime, even after hearing it, I feel like the anime story. Um... Pretty much. I mean, I I feel like it stands uh uh stands yeah, up it, by it, itself. It does. It really does. And like the only thing, like which we're gonna talk about here in a second, is the differences in the endings. So with that, the ending of the anime, as as we know, is that you know he sacrifices himself in a way, blows up her and himself, and then Lucy kind of sacrifices herself in a way, right? Yeah. So. And then it's hinted or foreshadowed at the end that new comes back. It, it's it's did basically you, implied. You, yeah, I got, I got yeah. to that point where like you don't actually. I I don't think you actually see her, but like no. you, you see somebody knocking on the their door at at his house, and I think that's where yeah. it ends. Which the metaphor between that final scene, which I think was really well done, and I did like the ending because I I kind of like open ambiguous endings in a lot of things sometimes, and I think it was appropriate in the show, especially since it's kind of funny that the ending is kind of like ambiguous. I can't say the word, but because you know the an the manga wasn't finished, so what else are you going to do except leave it open ended, right? Which people have talked about. It, like retroactively making a season two of this to actually conclude the story, which I think could be done. The only major modification would be to revive um, the doctor. But as you said, the way it kind of ties in here, it ties in in a way that the death between him and his daughter was kind of more poetic for them both to die there. And yeah. So basically that's how the anime ends you know, it's implied she comes back or whatever, and then they live happily ever after, I guess, right? Who knows? I, 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 I don't think there's a happily ever after in existence within well, the universe of Elfenlight. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. But basically, so what happens in the manga, basically, long story short, um, so Marco, you know, she was the daughter of the Doctor, and she's like the most powerful version. They kind of like clone her and make like a bunch of other ones versions of her. And they're kind of like basically make an army. And they try to the chief tries to get Lucy and the whole story after that. Actually, there's kind of like a minor time skip. So what happens on the bridge in the manga? Um, so Lucy, um, her horns are actually completely shot off. And what happens when her horns are shot off, she loses the Lucy persona altogether, and she becomes new. And then she goes back home with Coda, and they kind of live their lives together for a while over a period of, like, months or whatever. And she's actually becoming more intelligent. They kind of get together, and it's, like, all working fine. But then, obviously, the villains are still after them, and they end up coming back. And what happens then, over the course of time, Lucy starts to grow the horns back. And then she ends up getting the horns. And I'm skipping a lot of things here. <laughs> but basically, the way it ends is kind of at a climax with the chief. And then it turns out the chief actually captured Lucy's mother at some point and impregnated Lucy's mother and actually created a... She has a half-brother who is actually a male, ver male pure version of the species. So 
that character does exist, but then he wants Lucy to join him. Lucy says, go fuck yourself, and she kills both of them. What? And she then... Kills, uh, she kills, um... The, she kills her the chief, brother? and then she... Yep, she kills her half-brother and the chief. She kills both of them, says she's not joining them, because he tells her her whole his whole plan, and that how they're supposed to restore the clan, or whatever, and she's, like, not into any of it. She, she kills both of them. Wait, wait, and... wait, her, was her brother trying to mate with her or something? Yeah, that was the plan. Her brother was yeah, going to mate yeah, with her, and they were going to, yeah, like... That, that was the, you know how anime characters <laughs> and their brilliant plans, like, seem to involve incest, like, a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and they were going to create like a whole new dynasty or whatever. But anyways, that happens, which I'm kind of skipping it and like putting pieces together. It's been a long time since I read it and I didn't review it. So if I get anything wrong, please, people listening, forgive me if uh, I'm butchering how this ending goes. I do think you should read the manga. If you haven't read the manga, it's like worth reading. It's pretty easy to find online. Um, but anyways, what then ends up happening is... She kind of develops this, like, over the course of this ending, she kind of develops, like, a kind of, like, a third demon personality that's kind of, like, taking over her other personalities, and her horns kind of get really big, and she gets really powerful, and it she kind of gets unstable, basically, and the way that all happens, she kind of becomes, like, a major threat. So what happens is the plan of the chief and everything still goes into effect, so the Pretty much Lucy's powers are amplified and then she her vectors and stuff like that can reach across the entire fucking world and the virus is actually spread across like the whole world and then Lucy is like completely unstable and she's literally about to destroy the fucking world and like kill everyone and it's a moment between her and Kota and Kota ultimately has to execute uh, Lucy and that's kind of where the climax of the show happens is that he has to kill her to save the fucking world. So much, much different. He literally shoots her in the fucking head. And what happens after that, the world is still infected by the virus. There is a time skip. And during that time skip, what happens is they develop a cure for the virus, but no one can have kids because if anyone has kids until the virus was developed, they all became the same species as all the other, you know, creatures were. So that's kind of what happens, but they develop a cure and then Kota ends up marrying his cousin and they of have a kid. They have a kid did. together. They name new junior. Um, Wait, and what? yeah, they have a kid together. And they name baby. it new junior. Yeah. And is the junior then, part really in there? Or did you make that up? No, that's, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if that's the canon name, but her name's new. Uh, but <laughs> I, I thought they actually named her New Junior. I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, but anyways, so that happens, and then he pretty much goes back to a spot they met when they were a kid, and he goes there every year, and this ending is very strange, so just follow me here. Uh, so he ends up digging something up, and he finds a letter... And the letter basically tells him, like, hey, like, we'll always meet up here. It's something sweet from her and stuff like that. And what the final scene is, is that two twin girls show up. And the two twin girls that show up walk up to him. And his daughter 
ends up calling one of them by the name that was originally Lucy's name, which is revealed early on was her true name, like when she was like in the orphanage when she was a kid. And one of those girls is named that, and the other one's name is Lucy. And they're kind of hinted to be reincarnations of Lucy. And that's how it ends. So Lucy reincarnates as two twins. Yes. All right. Which, again, I kind of butchered how all that ties together, and I'm just doing it by memory. But that that is the level of difference of the endings. They're vastly two completely different climaxes that completely changed almost everything in a way. And it also was heavily implied that him and Lucy would have been romantic. Um, another difference in the manga is that he's kind of more of a dick to Lucy and less forgiving the whole series about her murdering his family. In the anime, he's kind of like more okay with it. Um, in the in the manga, he fucking really was not okay with it for most of it, and it took a lot more development for him to even at the end. Like he was definitely okay with it by then, but he still it affected him more than it did in the anime. Uh, also, in the anime, they made all of the creatures have like pink hair and pink eyes, which it wasn't like that in the manga. So, and those are all the differences I could think off the top of my head. I mean, there's a shit ton of things that are different. A bunch of characters that you meet that, like, make, like, pretty much explain major things. So, like, the whole title of the show um, is called, you know, Elfin Lied. But do we know why it's called Elfin Lied? Because really... like, I thought they were, like, elves or whatever. And... Well, well, what it is is it all ties into, like, the, like, to a poem. And the poem is a German poem about, it's called, like, translate to, like, Elven Song or something like that, and it's, like, a poem about, like, a creature that's not accepted by anyone, and that creature, like, ties in with the creatures that are these characters. But the reason it's important is there's a character that Lucy meets early on who teaches her this, like, poem, and then it's, like, basically reiterated in the show, and that's, like, the song that is sung in a way. And that that's where the title comes from. Again, not fully explained in the anime. <laughs> Uh, and it, it might I'm have been, and I just missed it. It, it. It's not. It's not really like they mentioned like the music box, but the character I'm talking about is not in the anime at all. So yeah, because uh, I literally thought it was uh because like you know maybe they were some kind of strange elves or something. Uh, I mean, in a in a sense, they're strange creatures. They're like elves. They're like out of this world. Um, they're like a creature like that but overall i mean that's kind of the major differences and so what is your opinion so let's decide here which ending was the best uh even i mean after hearing that i'm still gonna have to say like the anime's ending was better for me i felt like the 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 way the doctor and his daughter went out together like i i think what you said about it being poetic that that was pretty accurate to what i was thinking so i'm gonna say yeah, yeah. The, the more poetic type of ending he had and the the hinting that um lucy and kota were going to be able to go back to like a kind of a semi-normal life after this too i i don't know my, I, my biggest my biggest thing about the ending is that i would have liked to see 
like the ending of the manga played out in the anime, just because it would have been cool. Um, but I do like it being kind of open ended and just kind of ending there. But it's really at like the halfway point. It's kind of weird though, because do you? It, agree it, with it, them? it basically pulled a a, a full well, metal alchemist. Yeah, but do you think if they ever did a season two, would it be worth doing, knowing kind of some of the events that would happen? Like, would it be worth it to kind of retcon the decision? I think instead of doing a season two, they should just make a a new show that, like, fully adapts the manga. Yeah. Basically what uh, Full Metal Alchemist did, where they kept the uh, ending from the original anime, and then they had Brotherhood, where they did the manga adaptation fully. That way, no matter which one you enjoyed more, you had, like the best of both worlds then yeah yeah i mean i i agree with you there i think we've had a pretty good discussion on this i mean i think i've said about all i really wanted to say i mean we can go just kind of talk you, a little you bit you clearly like love this anime i really I, liked it i really liked I, it but i didn't know you were that in depth into this well i just read the manga i mean how long ago did you re- read the manga um, complete? Yeah. Probably, like, six years? Six, seven, eight? <laughs> it's been a long I, time. I, it, uh, the thing is, I would not be able to describe something that in-depth that I read six years ago. I, I Well, I really remember digging into kind of, like, the differences between the two and just kind of, like, understanding that. I've, I've seen this anime many times because this is one of the anime like i said i this is one of the few animes i actually had the complete like collection of it like on my like computer and i was actually able to like share this with many friends some of which i got them in trouble with their parents and shit because obviously (laughs) like if they walked in seeing this it's not the best thing to see on your screen especially like when what they normally think of anime is like Pokemon and Dragon Ball. So like they walk in and see them watching this. It's a little bit more, uh, you know, out there. (laughs) That takes me back to when people like used to think, oh, anime is just nothing but Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And then then you go show them some stuff like Elf and Light or like Akira or Ninja Scroll or something. And that's why this anime kind of has a special place in my heart. And I do remember a lot about it. One, you know, which were in the best moments and aspects. The best mo- the best moment for me is definitely probably the ending. I just love the ending. But like the best aspect for me definitely is just the the, the soundtrack. Honestly, <laughs> I still listen to the soundtrack to this day. That's why I've never forgotten about this. Plus the memory of like this anime, while it wasn't like the first like adult theme. Um, uh, what what is the Japanese word like seining? Is that how do you say that? Uh, uh, I know what you're talking. About. I don't know. How to well, basically, it yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. This is like one of the first series I saw, not the first, but one of them. And this is also like one I showed to my friends, which it definitely was their first because I I did have a lot of friends that you know only had watched Dragon Ball and 
Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and some of the Toonami stuff. But even the Toonami stuff, a lot of it was like Shonen stuff or like like stuff that doesn't go this kind of dark and twisted. It, it, it was a lot of stuff that was either made for kids or young adults. So yeah, and and this this show kind of it's definitely it has a lot of mature themes and it is kind of i think most you have to really you know, a kid wouldn't fully understand the show and when i watched it i didn't fully understand everything and i've rewatched it many times since then and i still think it holds up pretty decently i mean it's definitely not you know top 10 anime of all time for me or anything like that but really for what it was it's definitely a good good show i would say and the manga is really good too which you know says yeah. a lot and I, I i guess that's i guess that's all i have to say i mean what about you what's your best moment aspect or i guess your thoughts on uh, it you know what i'm going to say for me best moment was probably Say anything. The show is the best moment when so much messed up stuff happens in every scene. Yeah, it makes me almost I, seem sadistic. So I, I yeah. guess I'm, I'm probably going to say best moment for me was. Um, ooh, that's a tough. I'm, I'm, I'm well, maybe like maybe for me the mo- moment that sticks out the most is uh, the moment with uh, the doctor and his daughter on that bridge because I, I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I think the show was was really good. It's definitely worth watching for anybody who hasn't watched it. I yeah. You know, so you're, I you're I, I think going, people going people, going people, people I, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean yeah. I guess I'll go into final thoughts. That was my best moment. So final thoughts. I think this mo- this show is definitely worth watching. I think if you're going to go into this show. Uh, don't go into this show with like any preconceived notions of like a happy or a sad ending, but uh, like try to like look at it like from a point of view of um, like a more realistic uh, look at like how events can turn out in life, where you're not always going to necessarily get a happy or sad ending. Sometimes you're going to just get a little bit of both. Sometimes you're going to get more of one than the other, and sometimes, like you know, the different, like you know, the the different outcomes for different characters, even ones you like, are not going to be exactly what you wanted to be. Um, I feel like I did get a a lot out of this show, just you know, because I was going into it fresh. I didn't have any nostalgia for the show. So yeah, I'm surprised you managed to like not like really watch this as long as you did because for a long time this anime well obviously you're not into this genre as much as me like the supernatural like i guess genre i'm like that's used i used i pretty much watched every supernatural like anime like up to a certain year probably that existed uh so like i guess it's just one of those things that a lot of people might have missed it and Kind of with where my final thoughts lie is just that it's an anime that some people, I even in the research for this and just getting some stuff together for it, I did see an article that said 
15 years later, this anime does not hold up and is like dog shit, basically. And like, I read a what, little what, bit. What, their... what, what was their, uh, their uh, reasoning for saying that? Well, like I said, they said it was like a, what was I saying earlier? Like an edgy anime. And like, a lot of people just watched it for the edge and it's for the edge lords. But the thing is, I never really saw it that way. I mean, maybe comparison to the other anime, like some people. I will say just, this much: if you've only ever watched the first episode of this anime, yeah, yeah I can see you coming away saying that because that's literally like most of the first episodes, is just people, right? But then you start learning about their backstories and stuff, and that's where it really starts to shine. And so, yeah, anybody who's saying that, I don't think they ever made it past like, yeah. the first or second episode. Well, what? What's let's like? Uh, I'm gonna send you the document real quick, or the the list here of this article i was able to pull it back up yeah so here here's the name of the article if you're listening if you want to like pull it up and give it a read but basically i guess this was written in 2020 it said the title of the article is elf and lied 15 years later the edgiest anime has aged dot 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 badly and like for me i just don't agree with this i mean there's some points they make here about the un like here's some of the points they made the unfinished plot was a problem. I agree with that, but I, we've talked about here that what for what it is, we think it wrapped it up nicely, and I, I honestly like the open ending. I kind of prefer it to like the manga ending in a lot of ways. So, um, the controversy over the plot, like that's another thing he mentioned here. So, m people say, he's saying that it's more remembered for the content than the plot, and the plot is kind of garbled, and it's not, it's hard to follow. Uh, but then they also mention here that uh, he forgives or Lucy forgives Coda too easily. That's another point he makes. Uh, and then he says the only things that really hold up here is the <laughs> intro scene. Uh, and uh, let's see, the puppy scene, <laughs> as we talked about. So, pretty much, he says that scene still is kind of like a dark scene that's profoundly disturbing. And then he also likes the intro scene. So, I mean, what, what, the puppy scene? Yeah, yeah. I guess that scene holds up because it is. It honestly is one of the most disturbing scenes you know, I've seen. I, I'm, I'm going to add that to um, like uh, like that's my not worst necessarily moment. best moments, but yeah, that's moments my worst that really moment. stuck out. Because I think that was like the first worst. plot point point I mentioned when we started was like that puppy scene and how it kind of stood out for yeah. me. I was like, man, these are some evil ass bastards here. I, so I, I've never rooted for like kids being murdered more than ever. I think that's like one of the. I just really wanted those kids to get obliterated. You know what I mean? Like, it felt nice when they all got destroyed. Because, like, that's how fucked up it was. I hate shit with, like, dogs getting murdered, dude. Especially, like, yeah. so brutally like that. Like, God, dude. Yeah, when, when you can murder all the humans you want, but the minute you start murdering dogs, you're beyond forgiveness. Yeah. But, yeah, their, their ending point, they said that it was mired in trying too hard to be violent and edgy. Which, I disagree. I really do. I, 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 I do I, too. Maybe it's in hindsight of like stuff I've seen after. I, I mean, Berserk is way more violent, way more like, you know, edgy. And no one talks about that anime like this. And, I mean, Berserk is all about rape and murder. Like, and this one... I think it tells it has violence in it, but it is a deep kind of like character 
type of thing. It's like the characters go through traumatic things. They're not just doing violence for the sake of violence. There's only like a couple characters. Like you said, some of the villains are kind of just needlessly evil and the humans are needlessly evil, but that's just to tell the narrative that like humans are kind of shitty, shitty people and anything that's different, they just want to destroy. And like the main villain, he, he's just been one of these people that's been brainwashed and that's his whole end goal is to just wipe out humanity. And, at a, at a certain point, you kind of like think, oh, maybe Lucy will agree with this premise. Maybe Lucy will turn on humanity. But even though Lucy's been through all that bad shit, she still meets one person that like decides to make her not do that. Which you don't fully get that uh, elaborated in the anime necessarily that theme, but it's still it's still I feel, there I feel like that. I anime. feel that theme still comes across in the anime. Yeah, it still comes through. You just don't get that definitive like final scene with it all, but. It still does a good job in the anime, and I, I just, I just disagree with this guy. I mean, I get where he's coming from, but you know, he, I think this article is just kind of clickbait I, I, for people I, I, that did watch the show. Yeah, this, this was written by somebody who went into the anime, in my opinion, because you know, there's people who like, you know, do reviews or they, they write articles or whatever on the internet, and they go into an anime or they go into like a video game or whatever with the sole point of finding something to criticize. Um, I didn't do that. I went into this anime trying to get as much enjoyment out of it as possible from the beginning. I don't go into any anime with the expectation that I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Uh, so I like if you go into this anime like you know like anything else like wanting to enjoy it. There's stuff there to enjoy. I'm you're not going to leave this anime happy, but I think uh, that's the whole point of it. <laughs> there uh, there was almost nothing happy going on throughout yeah. the entire show, but I I, I yeah, didn't and, feel like and, it was uh, there... like it came like it, it came across as a pretty good plot and yeah and so. And you know he's not the only one. Like here's a a uh, game facts uh, why people are talking about why people dislike this anime. And here's what someone said: they said it suffers from a sloppy story, an inconsistent tone, medi- mediocre animation, terrible characterization, and worst voice acting in anime history. All of that I would say is unfair. Yeah, uh, the animation. The animation was pretty good. Uh, like, sure, like, like the regular character animation is not the best, but the action scenes—it's not that bad. They do it pretty well. I and think. most most anime, especially like you know, anime that's not based on like a super popular shonen manga or whatever, most of them don't get like you know anywhere near decent budgets. Like an anime is basically made on a shoestring budget a lot of the times. So, like. They cut costs with their animation where they can. I felt like they found a good balance with this show. It didn't feel like at any point that I was it wasn't under animated. It felt like it yeah. was totally appropriate. So, yeah, yeah. I Which... mean, and honestly, animation like we've we've seen with uh, the first episode of our podcast where we had like probably the best animation in any show we've covered yet, and yet the show ended up being complete garbage. Uh, yeah. So it, it 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 it's it's all about finding a balance where you you have like the animation like maybe that high quality animation and you know fight scenes and stuff where you might want it, but if you have just two characters talking or like uh 
a flashback or a backstory going on, how many frames of animation do you really need if you're just having a character talk over like some memories or something? Yeah, exactly. And so with all that said, I mean, we obviously talked about what we liked. We talked about some criticisms, but overall, I still think the show, if you watch a lot of anime, I don't, I'm not saying this is like an anime, like if you don't already watch anime and you don't like mature anime and you just watch like slice of life anime, you probably don't want to watch this, you know? <laughs> I would say you, give like... it a chance anyway. I'm, I'm a guy well, who watches a lot of life, uh, slice of life stuff and I still found this quite... It depends on what kind of anime fan you are, I guess, and like what level of like this and type how, of stuff. And, and how strong of a stomach you have. Yeah, but I still think for someone who enjoys anime to like not have watched this show... It's one of those shows I think you should definitely watch just for the sake of the genre, this genre in particular. It's one of the shows that's definitely worth watching because this genre, honestly, they haven't made a lot of good shows like this in a while and which hopefully we'll cover more of them. There's definitely a list of them that we plan to cover and I would really like to talk about um, one, one of the shows, for example, is Higurashi which is another show that kind of had the same kind of oh, that, that, that show about when, appeal well, is this? Well, well, when, when the cicadas cry or something like that. Uh, yeah. 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 That's right. When they cry, Higurashi, it's a great, great show. We'll pro- we'll cover that in a future episode, but with all of that said, I think that kind of wraps everything up. Do you have anything else to say about the series Elfin Light here? Nope. I feel like, uh, we we pretty much uh, cover everything that uh, I was going to say about. Yeah, it. we talked a lot on this one. I, I think we went longer than we expected, but definitely wanted to get our thoughts out on it and just kind of put it to rest. I mean, we we probably will never think of the show again. I know I probably won't after this. And well, let's be real, um, you probably will. Well, the soundtrack, obviously, I I still listen to the soundtrack. I have it like on my music for years, so. But yeah, so with that, it's good to be back doing the podcast. So if you're still listening, appreciate you if you listened to before. If you're new, it's great to have you. If you guys have recommendations, definitely leave them in the comments or shoot us an email, however you want to reach us. We're pretty much on every social media platform besides TikTok. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with that... Uh, and new- uh, also uh, follow us what? on Twitter if you uh, yeah. want to know when we're going live with the podcast. Yeah, we do do film this live on Twitch. We might do it on YouTube in the future, but for now we're just on Twitch. We go live on Wednesdays. So if you did want to listen to us earlier, Wednesdays is where to check out. And times for that, we're trying to get the schedule down set where it's more consistent. But right now, we will just try to update on Twitter uh, when we will be live on Twitch. And then we'll obviously post on Fridays, the podcast going forward. But... With that, noob, what what is the next uh, next episode we're gonna be covering? What are we doing next? Yeah, episode? next episode we are covering uh, the Psychono movie along with uh, just a, a recap of uh, the show because it's been a year since we talked about it. So, and Psychono our thoughts were part cut, cut off. Yeah. yeah. So, so because of that, we're gonna finish our coverage on Psychono kind of go over what we think with the movie out now it's the conclusion so we'll be able to put that series to rest as well 
and give it a final rating, which we were not able to do in the original podcast. Um, that is the last thing we actually f- almost forgot. What is our my anime list for Elfenlight here? We uh, definitely want to do that before we head out of here. Uh, you know, the the Let- rating that rating the, the the rating thing on my anime list always like kind of boggles me each time. I would say at least a seven, but I'm flexible with like if you want to go higher on that. Yeah, well, let's kind of look. Let me look at our list right quick here. So let's see. Let's let's look at what we've done for a seven and eight, and try to keep it. So we gave Orosuki a seven. We gave Angel Beats an eight, and Charlotte an eight. So pretty much the question is, I would say this is at least a seven. Yeah, uh, I mean for for it, for it, me personally, I mean this is just me personally. I felt like for yeah, me, it was like between Orosuki and Angel Beats. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the question I, I would say here, because we gave Charlotte and Angel Beats an 8, so it's really a question to me. Do I think this is as good as Charlotte and Angel Beats, or if it's as good as Orosuki? And... Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I don't... Uh, like, for the genre, too, because uh, this is a genre that I don't think we've covered yet, so... This not, is a... not fully, because like, this is supernatural and horror, so, I mean, um... a little bit of sci-fi... It's definitely uh, kind of unique, and it, it, I think it's like, well, I know Guns Life was technically a, a signing or whatever it's called too. So, yeah. saying whatever, but, uh, but no Guns Life was garbage, so it's not even a fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I kind of want to put it at a seven. I mean, honestly, Charlotte and Angel Beats were so fucking good. Yeah, like, that's that's why I'm kind of torn. But the thing is, like Charlotte and Angel Beats were in two genres that I I watch more of. So yeah, I feel but, like but my I, bias I, toward the genre might be kind of influencing me to go toward a seven, whereas you may go a little bit higher, seeing as you're a bigger fan of this particular genre. But uh, even still, like I think seven is a fair score. I think we should leave it at a seven, just because yeah. for the life of me, I mean, Angel Beats and Char- like Angel Beats in itself is like it's a masterpiece like i forgot how good angel beats was until i rewatched it so and honestly an eight is kind of i think that might have we should have probably given that a nine to be honest but uh yeah i don't know why we didn't give that a nine. i, I mean maybe but, we can go back but, and revisit that at some point maybe, maybe at some point maybe like at our like 50th episode maybe we'll like go and like go through all of them and maybe that'll be a special episode we'll just kind of see if our thoughts have changed after seeing, uh, obviously, the listeners and viewers, their feedback on the episodes. Which, by the way, on Reddit, if you want to see some good Angel Beats feedback, uh, just look about look for our post, Noob and Solo, on Reddit. You'll see uh, a pretty in-depth Angel Beats post. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, with that said, I guess, yeah, final score, I would say 7 out of 10. Evan. Elfin lied on my anime list. I'm, I'm good with that. And I think we should probably wrap it up there we've kind of rambled on longer than we probably should have but regardless it's good to be back we'll be back next week live on wednesday with uh saikano part two and it will be uploaded on friday on youtube as well as the audio form so with that solo here is gonna be signing off what about you noob noob here signing off uh Y'all hear from us next week. Yep, see you guys next week.